This is the intro. Why? Good evening and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. Well, someone who listens to most of the episodes, at least, is back in the studio, <laughs> finally, after, I tell you, between all the just personal things going on, the fourth quarter, the holidays, it's been... Just parties, man. Oh, man. Party. Some office parties, maybe? No. You didn't have no, any of those? Because no, I, I sure shit don't have those. No, no. I was sick the one day that we did have an office party. Oh, okay. That's, I was that's sick for co- a couple of days. So, that's yeah. convenient, yeah. Well, I, it, I it worked out. It's, you know. Okay. But uh, with back with me here on the show, you might recognize this is ye old Logan. Ye old Logan. <laughs> old man Logan, like the comic says. <laughs> Isn't that an old uh, standard? Old man Old man Logan. <laughs> if right. we sit here long enough, it will be. Like I said, the comedy is always free and reasonably priced. Logan's back here with me, and you probably know what time it is. It is time for more deads. Deads, D-E-A-T-H, death. So, the Fallen episode, we are basically going to clean out the closet of 2017 <laughs> for the next two episodes this week. Two. We're doing two episodes this week just to kind of catch up, and then we'll be truly caught up because the last one on part two just happened yesterday. Teaser. Yes. I know, I know you know who it is. Yes. But teaser. Uh, for those of you new to the show, maybe new friends of the show, and thank you, you know, whether it's your first episode or you've been listening the whole time, I love all of you. So <laughs> with the Fallen episode, and I usually do have Logan on here, uh, whenever 10 people die, whether they are singers, musicians, producers, songwriters, industry, in- industry, anybody that, that I think is worth a damn talking about, then they're going to be on here. So, and, uh, you know, a lot of these people don't make, you know, the papers, quote-unquote, the papers. Right. Uh, you know, some of these are big names. So, it's a little bit of both. There's a lot of variety, just like every time. You would not believe the amount of people that we skip sometimes. Oh, yeah. We, and we're going to skip a few, honestly. But, you know, uh, I think a really good, solid 20 list right here. So, for a two-parter for this week in Dead People on Rock Strikes <laughs> 10, join us, won't you? We try to make... As light as we can, by while at the same time being respectful. I think it's a celebration of life. Exactly. So, starting off right here, and I we need talk to turn about that corner. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a corner and a half. All right. Oh, and we're gonna go all the way back to October 21st well, of 2017. Uh, this gentleman here was 50 years old and died of a heart attack. Now, how familiar are you with? And, and some people pronounce this differently. I've heard it both ways. Okay. Celtic or Celtic Frost, and what's um, your pronunciation of it? <laughs> I for I, I would say Celtic Frost. That's how I've always done it. Yeah, like the Boston Celtics. Exactly. But if you know, it's like Celtic Thunder. Yeah. Or River Dance, whatever <laughs> sure, that yeah, shit. Like in flattery, flattery, or whatever his name is. Yeah, this is definitely the better side of right. the uh, Celtic music scene. <laughs> but I would say Celtic Frost. I've been right. saying it my whole life. Yeah, I've been saying Celtic Frost ever since I've. Read the name. 
There's even a great tribute song that S.O.D. wrote for them called Celtic Frosted Flakes. So uh, go look that one up. <laughs> so it's like a like like a small. Which one is that on? It's like it's on the uh, comeback album, Bigger Than okay. the Devil. Bigger yeah. Than the Devil. So uh, that's a fun record, actually. It's 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 not as good as the first no, one. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's moving still on. A lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, lost a member of Celtic Frost, a guy named Martin Eric Ain, mm-hmm. and he was the bass player for yep. the band. I think throughout pretty much the entire career, if I'm not mistaken. I so. So, you know. yeah, it's not a shot at them, but I, I no. kind of call them a t-shirt band. Like, I've always seen the t-shirt more right. than I've heard the records. But yeah. I've got a handful of records, and thankfully I had this one right here. And the reason I'm playing this for Martin is because this was, like, apparently his sole lead vocal oh, on any of their... Sang? Yeah, and it was wow. on their very last album, their final album, if you will. Yeah. I've heard that both ways, too. Right, right. But it's called Monotheist. From 2006. So we're going to kick off this episode and installment of The Fallen with a dying God coming into human flesh. Ah, yes. Yeah. 
right, kicking off this installment of The Fallen to finish off the 2017. Man, it's just, I'm taking a whole month to write off 2017. <laughs> uh, but that was Celtic Frost and a dying god coming into human flesh from the album Monotheist 2006. Also, bass guitar and lead vocals by the late Martin Eric Ain. Right there. Good stuff there. There's a lot of bands that are... R.I.P., I, dude. I think have copped that style. Like, yeah. Like the slow build. And, yeah. I mean, like, that is... I hear a lot of newer bands going I, for that. Yeah, I so. think it was kind of signature almost. Yeah, really cool. But yeah, I've heard their early stuff too, you know. Yeah. And I like like a decent amount of their stuff. So yeah, definitely worthy of being on the list here. Moving on, this one happened. I thought this was actually in December, but because of something that was kind of related to it happened in December. Oh. But on October 22nd, 2017, still no cause of death officially. Oh. But at the age of 70, we lost George Young, oh. who was super important to my rock journey. I mean... I think this was maybe one of the last conversations that you and I actually talked, you know. Yeah, because the last time we recorded an episode or hung out or anything, like he had just died the other day or yeah, something like, like that. So the day or two before or something. Yeah, and so George Young, you know, most people know him as uh, the producer of the Vonda and Young partnership. Albert Productions was the official name of it. And they produced a handful of awesome ACDC albums because right. George Young is the eldest young brother right. of Malcolm and Angus. So Yeah, because we talked about what, what a bummer it was for Angus to lose yeah, just, Malcolm and then George like within, within a month. And what, how, uh, how terrible is that? Just, just awful. I mean... Like I said, I, I don't know what the cause... They, they don't have a cause of death. Malcolm had dementia right. the last few years. So, I mean, yeah. like, just bad all over. And right. uh, But let's get back to more of the positive side of George Young's career. Before he did any of the Albert production stuff, he, he did meet Harry Vonda back when he was a rock star in, right. onto his own right in the Easy yeah. Beats. And I'm going to play their big hit song. I sure. played on the show years ago, but, I mean, this is a great fucking song. It is a good song. So after that, you know, they do Albert Productions. They produce a whole bunch of really good Australian rock albums. There's stuff by The Angels and Rose Tattoo. A lot of people didn't know, and I didn't know this until about a year or so ago, uh, reading the book The Youngs, right. and uh, the fact that uh, Harry and George uh, were Flash and the Pan. I didn't know that. Like, yeah. Really? Hey, St. Peter, that's them. Huh. They did it under, like, assumed names or something, and they had another hit. It's not like they were going to tour, right? Yeah, right, yeah, because they were a flash in the pan. You know? believe, <laughs> did he produce Kali Minogue? I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't I, see I, that on the list. I do so. know that George Young also produced the um, Jimmy Barnes and Excess song. From the Lost Boys yeah, soundtrack. big song. What was that? Um, uh, good, good Times. Bo- yes, thank you. Good Times. Yeah, so, yeah, Jimmy Barnes, other guy that should have been big, just like yeah. Rose Tattoo of the Angels. I think my, right. my theory has always been with Australian acts, is that Australia is like a beautiful place, apparently. Right. So if you live there, great. That's awesome. You know, what a great lottery you won, you know. And uh, the thing about any Australian act that has made it, whether it's ACDC, the Bee Gees, or the aforementioned NXS, uh, you have to go Midnight to Oil. London. Yeah, Midnight Oil. You got to go to London. You got to get out yeah. of Australia and you got to go hustle or else you're not going to break through to America yeah. and a lot of those other places. And I think a lot of those other acts, I think they just stayed home. And that's really yeah. my theory on why they didn't really make it over here. Not that they, not that Nick some Cave. didn't come over here. Yeah. Nick Cave. To a that's certain a, that's extent. That's another, yeah, because he didn't do any, he didn't reach any kind of success. Heck, he practically killed himself actually though whenever he moved. <laughs> right. But that's, you know. 
that's a whole other yeah yeah but but I, yeah and you know you have to you have to be that proverbial go-getter at that point yeah uh, australia seems like canada in that respect it almost right. has its own bubble of pop culture right. and music yeah so for instance uh, the song we're going to play to represent the easy beats here and right. i played this song on the show years ago but friday on my mind number one single in australia yep number one dutch and then, so they didn't really get out. Number six UK, right? Number sixteen USA. Oh, so that's it, pretty fair though. But you know, number one in two countries is nothing to sneeze at. No. You know, so but I just love this song. It really gets my blood boiling. This song was uh, famously covered by Bowie on Pinups. Yep. So there's not much else to say. It's fucking greatness. So awesome. here is the Easy Beats. Rest in peace, George Young. Turn it up for Friday on my mind. Monday morning feels so bad. Everybody seems to nag me Coming Tuesday I feel better Even my old man looks good Beats from 1960. Shit, I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Three, oh, oh, four. Okay, this is this is the second take. This is good. The song that was named to the APRA number one Australian song of all time. Really? How about that? Whoa! There you go. That was the Easy Beats with Friday on My Mind. That's a legit uh, source there. 
the Australiasin. I'm not pronouncing it right. Australiasin? It, yeah, it's it's a conglomerate between Australia and New Zealand, actually. And they have this, like, arts committee. So the Australasian Performing Australasian? The Australasian can't be right. Performing Rights Association. It's the freaking so, song for Australia. Yeah. So there you Let's go. Let's hear it for them. Yes. Friday on my mind. Big hit. Awesome. Uh, go. It's on iTunes. Buy that song in in honor and in memory of the great George Young, and also probably one of the greatest rock albums for my money of all time is Powerage by ACDC. That yeah. song kicks so much ass. He did Dirty Deeds. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all the initial stuff. Yeah. Really, he did all the ACDC albums up until Highway to Hell yeah. when uh, Mutt Lang comes in. Right. But then they brought him back right. later on. So, yeah, yeah, you'll see the spots where George comes in. But I, I did a two-parter on Malcolm and George, actually. But I wanted to do an Easy Beat song as well. So cool. didn't really awesome. fit the format of the ACDC episode. No. But, you but, know, you it's know. something, yeah. So this next one, Wow. I could do a whole episode on this guy, and if time constraints, I would have. But this guy, uh, an icon, a legend, I don't use those terms loosely. One of the guys that really uh, came from a different background, you know, a jazz, more jazzy kind of background, but when it was turning into pop. Right. So this is how early it goes back. But one of the first rock stars ever, Fats Domino. Oh. Back on October 24th, Natural Causes at the age of 89. Full life right there. Died of old. Died of old. And you know what? Uh, cheated death uh, very famously right. back in 2004 uh, during Hurricane Katrina, missing for three days. And, really? Uh, I, me- I remember that. We were talking about that back when we were working at the song shop back then. I remember it. And uh, we had a board. Remember we had that uh, dry erase oh, board? Oh, yeah. And I just, I had worse fats on the board for the week until they found him. And yeah. they thought he was gone. Or even his family, right. I think somebody in, in his camp, like, you know, it was like, where did he end up being? Do you remember? Like they found him on his roof or something. Like there was a helicopter flying well, over and they got him. That was like seventy five percent of everybody that was found. Yeah, and then uh, that gave way to that great guided by voices song called "The Unsinkable Fats Domino." Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say that great guided by voices yeah. song? Okay, I like guided by voices. Okay, just they're a good band. All right. Yeah, I don't fucking worship them, but they're they're <laughs> they're a really good band. You mean that's not your Robert Pollard shrine over here? <laughs> no, okay, no I was just, I, I, I have a, I have the best of. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I listen to your guys' music uh, pretty decently. I don't know what that I don't means. Know if y'all listen I don't to even mine. know what that means. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Fats. Uh, you know, New Orleans guy lived in New Orleans his whole life. Actually, Katrina is the only He's thing that kept up him. Straight New Orleans, dude. Like I, I found out that he didn't. He went and lived in a suburb of New Orleans after Katrina. But he would have just been there his whole life. I right. mean, like you know, and he's Mister New Orleans in my opinion. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. You yeah. can't, you can't. I'm sure he wouldn't know what to do outside of New Orleans. Yeah, and uh, you know, there a lot of his songs are actually New Orleans centric. I mean, you know, probably the best version of Jambalaya you're gonna find. Everybody covered that yeah. song. But if if you're gonna get one thing, you, this is a high high recommendation. This is a CD you must get. Greatest hits. It is a greatest hits. I mean, but oh. he was a singles guy, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, well, I mean, that was there way, are there are full links, but that's like, how they all worked he, anyway. He comes from the singles era. It's called the Fats Domino Jukebox. It's the the original versions. Uh, it's it's uh, officially put out through Capital EMI. So it's called the Fats Domino Jukebox. Twenty greatest hits the way you originally heard them. Cool. Very important that you get the originals, Very of course. Cool. All right, and uh, you know. I could have played anything off of this, but you know, I f- I feel like I should definitely go with a signature tune, and so just feeling this one right now. 
There's a lot of songs I like. It's you I love. I love his version of My Blue Heaven. It's actually not on that CD. No, but it's not. It's, I, was, uh, I was just thinking it about exists. that. It exists. That's really good. Um, you know, whole lot of loving. Blueberry Hill, of course, but, uh, you know, to me, like, the definitive, the one that would be etched on the tombstone, I think, should be Ain't That a Shame. You made me cry when you said goodbye. Ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. My heart, when you said we're apart, ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. Ain't that a shame? You're the one to blame. Oh, well, goodbye, although. I'll cry, ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. Ain't that a shame? You're the one to blame. Said goodbye, ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. Ain't that a shame? You're the one to blame. Oh well, goodbye. Although I'll cry, ain't that a shame? my top five television theme songs of all time. I just love that song ever since I was a kid. But there you go. Uh, that was a mention for someone who died between Fats Domino and our next entry. So sometime in late October, early November, we lost Robert Guillaume, oh. who was the star yeah. of Benson. Because I, I was like trying to think, what is that? Yeah, it's got, it's got that great I, late yeah. 70s, early 80s feel to it. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, a, yeah. just a nice song there. So there you go. Rest in peace, Robert Guillaume. Because fans will know him from Wanted Dead or Alive. <laughs> and uh, if you're younger than that, then uh, you'll know him from The Lion King. Let's go with that. All right. 
He oh, was, yeah, he was Rafiki. Yes, thank you. I, I I lost the name in my head. Thank you for that save. You're That's welcome. Another reason why I have you here. <laughs> All right, this next guy here, probably one of the more obscure guys on the list. I have, uh, actually, the next few guys. Uh, that's actually the next four, so fuck it. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, especially the last two, were, were decently known, especially Fats Domino, of okay, course. So sure. Fats is easily the biggest name on this list. Right. This guy, I don't think most people will know. Matter of fact, probably one of the bigger one-hit wonders of all time, because everybody knows this song. This is like, if you have to have one hit, I kind of... They one get of those, it right? They got it right the first time? Yeah, song? yeah. It's one of those songs I wish I wrote, because, I mean, I, I, right. I wouldn't have to work. Right. Um, so nobody knows the name Robert Knight with a K, by the way. Okay. He died on November 5th of last year at the age of 72. I'm assuming naturalish causes. Sure. There's no given thing. Actually, uh, post music career, he wound up being a chemistry teacher at Vanderbilt university <laughs> in Tennessee. How cool is that? So smart dude. I guess right. he knew when to get out of the music industry. He's like, well, this is going to go to shit in a few decades. I'm going to go get my degree, you know, but, uh, man, this song, it only went number four. The, his version, his okay. original version that he sang of this, only went to number fourteen on the R and B charts. Did he write it? No, he did not. Okay. And it and went to number thirteen pop. Okay. But everybody knows "Everlasting Love." Oh, dude. I mean, all the cover songs in the world. I mean, but he every, didn't write it. He didn't write it. Yeah. But he sang the original. So I mean, we oh, sang the original. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the biggest one-hit wonders of all time has to be. I Did you go by Bob Knight? <laughs> no, just just Robert Knight. Because I was, was going to say was... he was a badass coach. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Knight. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's not much else to say. I don't have a whole lot in front of me notes-wise about this. I do notes for the following episode. He probably didn't throw chairs. <laughs> no, he did. That's why he ended up being a chemistry teacher. Yeah, maybe once he heard the U2 version. Oh, oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I, it was it was inside of me. Uh, yeah, it was inside so, of you. Is that your favorite cover version of Everlasting Love? Mine's Carl Carlton, but uh, I, I you know what? Uh, I don't know that I've ever put it all. I mean, you could do like you could do a box set. I, I'd have, people that I'd have, have covered to, this. I do. I do really like yeah. the uh, YouTube version of it. Yeah, it's a well written song. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong. So here you go. Yeah. I'm going to play the original, original, original version, sung by Robert Knight. So there you go. This is Everlasting Love.
probably the point where i will realize that i don't have the listenership that i have because of you'll hear you know celtic frost and then uh, everlasting love you by robert really knight tune it. tune it just right man <laughs> maybe so did kiss do a version of it no of course i would have already referenced that if they had so gene Sim is like jab, jab. i wish i'd have written that song right uh everlasting love robert knight there rest in peace robert knight this next guy here, you know, I do use a lot of Wikipedia for this because they have a better death timeline than pretty much anybody on the internet. Right. But you got to go to the Wikipedia page of this next guy. It's super duper impressive. And it's uh, one of the very few, if not maybe the first time we've had someone whose claim to fame musically is a arranger, composer, and conductor. Oh, conductor. Yeah. Leonard and, Bernstein? Uh, I think he's been dead for a while oh. uh, there, Michael oh. Stipe. Okay. But uh, because of Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. yeah, okay. Sorry, that was a bad pull. Who you got? Paul Buckmaster. Paul Buckmaster. He's going on his phone. That is a badass name, though. Isn't it, though? Um, I'm assuming a British feller, considering where he started, because... Ah, yes. Good day, mate. Did a ton of arranging uh, for... and, and uh, While you're looking up, don't... Uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm going to build up to the big one. Yeah, here, yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just some random credits... Acts that people will know. Uh, yeah, only the Rolling Stones, stuff on Sticky Fingers, no big deal. Um, you know, tons of Elton John records. One of my personal favorite Elton John records, Blue Moves. But yeah, he only also conducted on Daniel, Your Song, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, the uh, before we went on the air, we were making a joke about this, but he actually has four <laughs> uh, conducting credits on Chinese Democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Worked with, uh, I mean, the Jayhawks, the Darkness, Ben Folds 5. Uh, stuff I don't even like that's massively successful. How about this? Drops of Jupiter. Won a Grammy for that. I mean... Train? Yeah. Train, Drops of Jupiter. It had all the strings that won, on that. That, that was, won a Grammy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the Grammys. But this guy is big time. I mean, like... I mean, the association of, of just a massive amount of musical people all the way back from the 60s. I think his first credit is the Bee Gees Odessa. I mean, all the way up to... Faith Hill. Yeah, Faith Hill and Tim, Tim McGraw. McGraw. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on there. I mean, it's... No doubt. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I think maybe besides... And I hate to say this. Besides Drops of Jupiter, probably the most famous song that he conducted and arranged was Space Oddity. That's him. Oh, is it so, really? Uh, you know. Let's let's have uh, a... Yeah, you know. Let's have uh. a... 
No big deal. No big. <laughs> Who's heard of that? Hey, I got this. <laughs> uh, but he stuck around there, old Paul Buckmaster, for some of the other uh, sessions there for the Space Oddity album. So I would like to play this one for the people and for you, Logan. This Aww. one's for you. From 1969's Space Oddity, or if you live in England, the self-titled David Bowie album, or maybe even a man, his music. But this is <laughs> The Wild-Eyed Boy from Free Cloud. Oh. began 
a smile stayed on the face of the wide-eyed boy we found. And the women once proud clutched the heart of the crowd as the boulders smashed down from the mountain's hand. And the magic and the stare of the wild-eyed boy said, Stop, we cloud, they want me to cut me down. All right, there you go. There's a very good chance that if you're one of the good people that have legit bought your music over the years, you've given that guy a couple of bucks. I mean, you know, whatever kind of royalty yeah. rate he might have had in his contract. Sure. Paul Buckmaster, there you go. Died on November 7th of last year. I helped buy his Jaguar. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I cleaned a pool once. <laughs> like, you know. That's always my thing. Like right. I, 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 I was gonna say that on the Kiss Cruise when I went up to him. I'm like, I'm not gonna be one of those asshole fans that say, "Hey, I bought your car, but I paid for a few of your pool cleanings." Okay, right, exactly. So recognize. Right but there, you go, Paul Buckmaster. Rest was, in peace. I was at least a payment on his Jaguar. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, easily. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, some of my all-time favorite acts, and Buckmaster worked with a few of those for me as well. Buckmaster. Uh, this guy, this was definitely one of those under the radar things, unless you're like a hardcore fan of certain acts. But I read the papers every day. Blah 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 blah. Yes, the papers. Print is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I've said over the years, uh, you put a gun to my head and you say, "What's your favorite album, Joey?" I'd say, "Oh no!" Pretty much more often than not, it's "Welcome to My Nightmare" by Alice Cooper. I love that album. It's just so. Did good. Alice Cooper die? No. <laughs> think you would have heard about it by now. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> and, of course, the uh, Vincent, the co-writer and the guy that did everything on that album with Alice, along with Bob Ezrin, you know, the great Dick Wagner died a few years ago. Right. Uh, but someone else who played on that album, the guy that played all the drums on that album, he died of lung cancer back oh. on November 7th. Uh, he had also, much like Dick and Steve Hunter, had played with Lou Reed before this. Uh, but, you know... Hey, uh, his name is Pinty Glan. His nickname was Whitey, so Whitey Glan was his like rock Pinty name. Pinty to Whitey. Yeah, there you go. I'm assuming he was probably, uh, probably uh, you know, very uh, light on the pigmentation. If I had to, uh, I, would, I would guess. imagine. So how else do you get the Glan, name Whitey? G L A N. Yeah, Glan. Oh, Whitey okay. Glan. So, yeah, but uh, he played drums on my all-time favorite Badass album. Records, but that name doesn't beat Buckmaster. No, this <laughs> that's. That's the bar right now. There so you go. yeah, I don't think it's gonna beat it on this episode. No. But we'll check on the it, it, next one. No, for it, so. yeah, I, I got a good feeling. Uh, but the only other credit that uh, Whitey has on an Alice Cooper release was the Alice Cooper Show album, the live album from '78. And I wanted to play this on here 
because number one, it gets an Alice song on a Rock Strikes 10 episode, and I'm never against that. That's a shocker. But I think this one actually shows off his drumming skills very well. Right. It's, it's actually, uh, and Alice would do this after a while because he just had so many songs. This is a medley track, so it's going to be uh, from the Alice Cooper show. It'll be I Love the Dead and To Go to Hell. And then finishing off with Wish You Were Here. And that's where he really gets to shine. Do a lot of cool solos. So here you go. This one's for you, Whitey. Enjoy some live Alice. I love the dead. Before they're cold. Bluing flesh for me to hold. Cadaver eyes upon me see nothing. Love the dead before they rise. No farewells, no goodbyes. I never even knew your now rotting face. And while friends and lovers mourn your silly grave, I have other uses for you, darling.
There you go. Recorded, I believe, at the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas, a one-nighter, because Alice got a weekend pass out of the insane asylum that he had checked himself into to kick drinking. And so Alice actually hates that Just live rehab. album. Yeah. He says his vocals are terrible on it, and he, he's pretty much disassociated from the album. He goes, that's one of those ones where people tell me how much they love it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, really like it. Whatever. But, <laughs> but it, it's it's fun. His, his vocals aren't great on it. He's right about that, but the band is spot on. So right. pros all the way. There you go. For Whitey Glenn, you played drums on one of my favorite albums of all time. And also uh, being in the first lineup of the first Alice Cooper solo band, that's uh, also really cool. Nice. So there you go. Moving on here, probably the most obscure guy on the list as far as like any kind of association. Most people won't know this band. Okay. But I've actually played this song on the show before. Well, I know. This, uh, I don't know. Ooh. Do you have the Nuggets box set? I do. Okay, well, this is what it's from. This okay. is how I know it. Okay. Uh, a guy named Fred Cole died on November 9th of last year. He was originally in a band called The Weeds, and then he was in a band called The Lollipop Shop later on. That's the aforementioned band that's on the Nuggets collection. I have zero Lollipop Shop, is? Lollipop shop and it's spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. Yeah. So I played this on a Halloween episode years ago. Right. So just playing it again. Because the guy died, and I really dig this tune, and I should find more stuff on this band. So There's probably not much out there, I'm sure. Probably not much, as as you know, much like par for the course with yeah, nuggets, yeah, yeah nuggets, but, yeah. But I think it should be heard again. So here you go for the late Fred Cole, who died of liver disease. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we know what that usually means. Hey, <laughs> but, hey, uh, hey, hey. Yeah. So here you go. This is uh, the as he holds his Budweiser up. <laughs> this is the lollipop shop. Here's to you. And uh, you must be a witch. There you go. That was the Lollipop Shop, which you would expect a band with that name to sound like the Bay City Rollers or something, or the early Sweet. But no, they're just you know loud ass garage band. I love garage it. rock. Love that stuff. That was You Must Be a Witch, nineteen sixty something. I don't have it in front of me, but good enough. There you go, Fred Cole. Thank it's a you, nugget. Fred Cole. Yeah, it's absolute absolute nugget. That nugget set. That's awesome. All right, our first overdose on this uh, <laughs> segment of the thing. Big Wait, how many have we got through and we just hit our first overdose? Uh, we're like seven in. I think this is number eight. That's fairly good. It's not bad. Uh, this is a guy, a troubled, troubled life. I mean, this guy, right. I think he was even homeless at one point. But, like, from this is a pretty big name in the annals of alternative music, hard rock, right. metal, little a hybrid, hybrid and a half, this okay. band. A band that is only going to get more famous, I think, as a cultural thing as time goes on. Faith No More, their original full-time lead singer, Chuck Mosley, 
uh, died on November 9th. And like I said, troubled life. It's unfortunate. That was overdose? But, yeah. It was wow. officially ruled an overdose. Jeez. Yeah, even his rep was like, his demons caught up with him once again kind yeah. of thing. So mm. that's what they officially ruled it as. Wow. But it's the thing. Such uh, and punk rock, too. Don't forget the punk rock aspect of Faith No More, especially early on. Early. Where, where they... You know, they they had probably had like twenty singers before they they finally right. decided on Chuck. And the thing about Chuck Mosley is he couldn't sing. Right. Like that was like people hated this band because yeah. it's like he's out of tune. He doesn't have any kind of pitch. I didn't like it. But um, but my band. Yeah. Back in ninety two. Yeah. We covered "We Care a Lot." It's a great song. Yeah. It's and like, I played bass, so I had that. Yeah, whatever that baseline was. So I was like, do we have to play this? And it was outvoted because, you know, it's a democracy. Uh, all right, but you know, I I I do really like those initial Faith No More albums. Of course, I'm right. not going to front and say that they, they no. were better than the stuff that Patton did because it's oh, not. Oh, come on. <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, I, I, you know, a few years ago they put out that We Care a Lot Deluxe right. and it's awesome. It sounds yeah. so good. And it even makes Chuck sound good. Like, you know, so, but I, I like, you know, whoa. It, it was, I think, I think Chuck was definitely an important part of the band's history. Yes. I think that even Patton did definitely took the aspect of what Chuck brought to the band and gave it more of a fine tune, for yes. lack of a better term, and pardon the pun. But, you know, it's like he, he's like an in-tune Chuck Mosley. It's the same kind of style. I agree. Uh, you know, but I, I like We Care A Lot, and I like Introduce Yourself. I think they're really good albums. Uh, I'm going to play you one of my favorite deep cuts off of Introduce Yourself for Chuck Mosley. I think this is a nice range of emotions here. Yep. So here you go. This is the Crab Song.
There you go for Chuck Mosley. There you go. That and he had just finished doing that project with I think uh, one of the Melvins or something like that. I, I never heard it, but I think it literally was coming yeah, out. Yeah, he had, he was working like with that. someone. Yeah, I remember. I remember that it was like he didn't even get to see the release of was it. Was it the Melvins? I, either that or maybe it was somebody from Faith and More. But I swear, I think I heard that somebody that we like was doing something with Chuck Mosley. Right. <laughs> so, right. But there you go. That was from Introduce Yourself, 87, I believe. 
maybe early 88 who knows i i don't know i don't have it in front of me i know i know we care a lot the original album was 86 and i think so that makes sense it would be like 87 yeah or i'm thinking it's 86 or yeah. something like that but i like that stuff i was talking off air when we were listening to the song about i bet there's a lot of people that bought maybe introduce yourself after the real thing hit thinking that that well, was yeah. patent singing i think they even reissued it yeah they did they because did for that reason i mean why not yeah you know so sucker a whole bunch of people thinking that <laughs> the patents on it yeah that the other guys on it yeah so but uh i like those records uh man my brother-in-law rick he got to uh, my two brothers-in-law i believe went and saw faith no more a couple of years ago in san yeah. francisco at a theater oh. Oh. chuck mosley came up and did a few songs no with kidding. him they said he literally came through the crowd did his songs and walked right back through the crowd outside like like there's no backstage with him with those guys like they were getting along okay at the end of it all but apparently they never really recovered in like wow. a full friendship thing but that was one of the, huh. get in get out they he did one song with Pat and I'm not sure which one it was but they really? did one song together maybe we care a lot and then he did a few on his own interesting and then he was out it's like wow wow no kidding I hope they filmed that I'd love to see it uh, all right YouTube yeah all right, second to last song tonight on this entry of The Fallen. Going to talk about a guy named Pete Moore, and I always do my proper research. Uh, he is a legit member of this band because it's one of those things where when you talk about Motown acts... At least 60%. When you talk about Motown acts, hopefully it's not a replacement member or somebody that was was in the band <laughs> even when the important guys have all left. But no, this guy, uh, probably the second most important miracle after Smokey Robinson is Pete Moore. The bass singer <laughs> of the Miracles, but the important part about people We're rating Wars, the Miracles now. I'm, well, I'm, I mean, I'm going whenever there's Smokey Robinson, yeah. then you just... Sure. It's a free-for-all. And, and not that the Miracles are known for their bass, man, because, I mean, Smokey is, you know, he was kind of the show, obviously, because it eventually became Smokey Robinson and, the, and Miracles. the Miracles. But the thing about Pete Moore is that the guy could write a song. He wrote a handful of their very important songs and even wrote songs for other people. He wrote songs for Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, oh. and just talking about the miracles on, on their own right work. here. He side work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he co-wrote Ooh Baby Baby. He co-wrote huh. Tracks of My Tears. He co-wrote Love Machine. I mean, the guy could write a hit, so he had a great ear. I'd almost quit being a miracle. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he lived off some sort of royalty. Well, I'm sure he so, did. Interesting little side note. He died on his birthday, November 19th, on his 79th birthday. Wow. Is, uh, so, born on this day, dead on this day, on the same day. Uh, but Pete Moore, you know, Man. monster con- uh, contributions to the Motown land. Pretty much predominantly a Motown guy, just yeah. judging by that roster. Wow. But uh, I got to play this one because when I was reading his bio, I noticed that not only did he get a writing credit for this song... But they specifically said that he arranged the percussion on the song, <laughs> and and there is a there's probably not a more chilling inducing Motown track on the percussion than this song. Right. So okay. I gotta throw it on here. So here is Smokey Robinson. More timpani. Uh, timpani, I believe timpani. is the name. Sorry. of it. That's all right. I played timpani in Thank high you. school. Yeah. Yes, I knew. Uh, so yeah, I just said it wrong. Yeah. So he arranged and wrote this song and so this one this is greatness you can't deny this this is Smokey Robinson and the Miracles no offense Pete but this is going to a go-go
there you go. Go into a go-go. Smokey Robinson, The Miracles. I dig that tune. I I've, I never was a big Miracles guy until the last few years or so. Now when I hear them, I'm like, those are, those are good songs. I was always more of a Temptations guy over everybody else. Good stuff. As far as, like, the vocal groups, you know. I mean, sure. of course, when you talk about Motown acts, like fucking Marvin Gaye, Stevie right. Wonder. I mean, come on. Those, yeah. are, those are the top guys. But. Right. So, yeah, but uh, over the years, I like Miracle songs more than I had in the past, so dig that song, can't go wrong. And, last one here, we're just doing some classic R&B, we're going way back for this one, and it's my show, and I pick who's on the show, and that includes that includes the co-host, by the way. you want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly, thank you. But, yeah, I was a fan of this person, uh, actually more so as an actress... Uh, and I knew her as an actress, but apparently before she was known as an actress, she okay. was a singer way back in the day. And, uh, you know, I gotta say, uh, <laughs> when she was a singer, she was a hot <laughs> and she's not known as that either. So Della Reese di- um. died on November 19th at the age of 86. She had been suffering from diabetes, which oh, sucks. Really? Yeah, but she made. I mean, like, do you think about it, one of her best friends, Red Fox? I mean, he died twenty five years ago, you know. And oh, she, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's just like you know, Delabree's eighty six. Yeah. That's a that's a long life, long career. She was like an ordained minister, also. Was she really? Yeah, I mean, it's a whole thing. But uh, she was touched by an angel. <laughs> exactly. Apparently, that's not like a falsity of first, but. Uh, the other weird thing that I, I saw when I was reading some of the statements, one of her official statements that was released actually by one of her best friends who was Jack A. Jack A? <laughs> they were like besties. And I'm like... Wait, who's Jack A? You know, Jack A from 227. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You, do, do, is this a part of uh, uh, pop culture that we don't uh, cross paths on? Okay. No, right. what, was that... She was the wacky neighbor on 227. 227. Yeah. Did you did you not watch the black sitcoms? Were you a separatist on your uh, sitcoms? I, I just didn't watch sitcoms, <laughs> sir. I'm just messing with you. Unless you were in the '90s and had a whole bunch of white people. <laughs> there you go, drinking coffee all the drinking time. Drinking coffee all drinking the time. Drinking ice cream coffee all the two, time. Two seven. <laughs> Asshole coffee. <laughs> Wait, this. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I'll be honest. I, I'm yeah. not familiar with two two seven. Yeah, Marla Gibbs and Jack A. And yeah, anyway. Okay, so oh, move. Marla Gibbs. Yeah, oh, I know her. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Wait, what was she from? I, I don't know. That's all. I, that's what I know her from. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. We can back at a telephone. I, 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 I don't mean to. Yes. And uh, what am she I? She was a great, great vocalist. Though. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, it's like I know her as Vera from Harlem Nights, like one of my favorite comedies ever, and she's great in that. But yeah, she was a damn good singer. She was a really good and singer. She would always do spots on TV shows where she did sing. I saw her sing on Sanford and Son and a bunch of other shows that she had been on. She sang on the Tonight Show back in the day. Right. But like I said, she was. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm really out on the crooners and that that era lately. I'm just not a big fan of it. And, you know, I'm not even a big Nina Simone guy. I'm not an Ella Fitzgerald guy. I'm just not. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. But... Son. (laughs) No. I mean, it's probably just because they play that stuff at work and I'm over it. Oh. That's what a lot of it is. Gotcha. But, man, need to throw some Della Reese on there because, uh, you know, that was refreshing to hear her sing. I I listened to a few things. I'm going to play this one to close off the show. Nice little ballad here. I've heard this covered by many people over the years, so I'm very familiar with this song. Most people will know this from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
I'm not even kidding about that. Uh, I, I remember Rasputina covered it a few years ago, but this is a cool song. So well, closing that went and yeah, yeah. That, oh yeah, that I'm, went back and forth yeah. really quick. I'm I'm I am you know I'm cultivated and shit. So here you go, closing <laughs> off. Thanks, Dice. Closing off the following episode of this week. This is Della Reese with "Why Don't You Do Right." Oh. You had plenty of money in 1952 You let other people make a fool of you Why don't you do right Like some other men do Get out of here And get me some money too You're sitting here wondering what it's all about If you don't get some loot Closing off this installment of The Fallen, finishing up with all the 2017 names, paying tribute to them. That was Della Reese with Why Don't You Do Right. And we we decided for time constraints and all those things we were facing that day to not record outros while Logan was here. So I'm going to do all the outros on these two episodes this week. So Logan is, is gone for the day, but he'll be back on the next one that will be out in just a few days from now. So stay tuned. We're doing Fallen all this week catching up with all the names that way we won't have to do one for at least a few months so that'll that'll kind of be nice in a way not to uh whinge on about death and all but i hope you enjoyed this episode please go to cnjradio.com for every episode of rock strikes 10 including the ones that aren't on itunes 
And, you know, I don't plug this enough. Uh, definitely uh, check out the Facebook page. Just type in Rock Strikes 10, spell out 10, T-E-N, uh, at Rock Strikes 10, also spelled out properly on Twitter. And most importantly, at this time, uh, just uh, PM me or message me under my my regular page or the Rock Strikes 10 page. If you'd like to buy a Rock Strikes 10 t-shirt, high-quality t-shirts, these are not Hanes garbage t-shirts. These are next-level t-shirts officially, and they're, they're really great. All sizes should still be available at this time. So like I said, just message me, and we'll make that happen. $20 shipped. I'll throw in a button and some other goodies as well as an enticement. If you're local, $15 on the pickup. So let me know. Love that. Uh, please represent Rock Strikes 10 with a purchase to our fine establishment here and get a t-shirt. Yes. All right, there's my shill for the day there. I'm probably going to do that every episode now, though. But please, buy a t-shirt. Okay, stay tuned on cnjradio.com for the Synaptic Empire podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. He's got his best of 2017 show up now, so get caught up with the Synaptic Empire podcast. It's a great show, and I would say that even if I didn't produce it and edit it and all that jazz. So, great show. Randy does a great job. Speaking of great jobs, the C of cnjradio.com, Chris, he hosts the Last Theater on the Left podcast where I chime in on most of the episodes. He's going to be doing some standalones. We're going to be doing the John Carpenter Apocalypse trilogy here and another really cool series coming up during the springtime. So get caught up on the Last Theater on the Left while you're there wrestling house show we are posting our comeback episode it's already been recorded we've got tons of review episodes in the can so fans of pro wrestling go look up wrestling house show it's so fun and i think it's a great show all right lots of big things doing on cnjradio.com so stick around before we get out of here last but not least extra special thanks to pete and the guys from spacebeard who do the awesome outro for us each and every week go to facebook.com spacebeardband for more information and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we're going to get out of here. Stay tuned the next couple of days. We're going to finish off the Fallen of 2017 into 2018. And then I'm going to finish off this whole week by doing a tribute show to Chris Sangarides. If you don't know who that is, you will know very shortly. So stay tuned, and we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Kiss my entire ass.